We are here to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to kind of come at the angle this Easter, not trying to basically convince you that the resurrection is true, um, because uh, obviously you can discover that all you have to do is go on Google and you can just kind of Google some of the facts. You can read the Bible. You can study the history. Isn't it amazing that we live in a day and age where we have access to so much incredible information? And again, you know, the tomb is empty. Historical evidence backs up that Jesus went to the cross. Archaeology evidence uh, back it up. And again, I'm not here today to try to convince you that the resurrection of Jesus is true. As a matter of fact, the the, the Bible indicates that even the demons in the hell believe that there is a God. And so, again, what I want to do this Easter is I want to take just a few minutes to tell you how the resurrection of Jesus applies to your life in 2019. Because the resurrection of Jesus can, can really impact you no matter who you are. Um, whenever you trust its message and you put your faith in the finished work of Jesus on a cross and his resurrection, then you can experience something incredible. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So is it okay with you that I, that I talk about how the resurrection applies to your life today? Is that okay? Awesome. To have your Bibles with you, I'm going to invite you to turn it to Luke chapter 23. There's uh, four different eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, his death, burial, and resurrection. We're going to take a look at uh, some of the different eyewitness accounts and all the things that happened surrounding the resurrection. And then uh, the people that surrounded the resurrection of Jesus, I think there's a lot that we can learn from their life and what was going on in their life the day that Jesus was crucified up until he was resurrected and, and what that really meant for those of people. Because truly, um, they couldn't believe what they, what they really saw. Their king, their leader, their friend uh, was devastated. He was destroyed. He was dead. And they were kind of at a moment in the dark. Has, has anybody ever been in the dark before? You know, the dark is interesting because, you know, you can become afraid and scared in the dark or you can be greatly surprised in the dark. Anybody ever been surprised in the dark? Well, I, I want to share with you one of my surprise dark stories this Easter. A few years ago, uh, we had the opportunity to move into uh, a different home. We, we uh, purchased a home, moved into the home kind of getting familiar with the surroundings of, of our, our floor plan and our outlay. And I felt pretty familiar with it on getting out of the bed during the night and going to the restroom. And I don't know if uh, any of you ever have to get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> and if you don't yet, just wait till you're about 45. <laughs> and it's coming. You need to figure out how to move around in the dark. But I got up in the middle of the night. I traveled to the bathroom, which is right off our master bedroom on a few different occasions. And, you know, so I, I kind of felt like I knew how to walk to the restroom in the dark. However, my wife has this stool in, in our bathroom that is, is 
The proper place for it is under the counter uh, when you're done with it. And I usually go to bed before she does. She's a night owl. She stays up real late in the night and she goes in the bathroom and, you know, she goes through her, her nighttime ritual in the bathroom, does whatever she does in there. And, um, and I go to sleep. Well, I wake up and that particular night she forgot to put the stool back in place. So I walk into the bathroom and all of a sudden there's a big surprise because I wasn't expecting what was in the middle of the floor in the dark. And I stumbled over that and it literally changed our house. (laughs) Because I let everybody in the house know where the stool belonged and it wasn't in the middle of the floor in the dark. Now, again, we can be surprised in the dark. We can be afraid in the dark. But, but these particular people that watched their friend, their leader, this Jesus die on that particular Friday, uh, they, were, they were basically devastated. They, they were disappointed. They, they were uh, afraid of, of what they saw. And I want to I show you basically what they saw and then I want to talk about it a little bit because always what we see doesn't mean that, that that's the end of the story. And, and it doesn't deny that it's factual. However, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, uh, also uh, deny that, that there's some more truth to what you see. So in Luke chapter 23, verses 55 and 56, this is what it says about the Friday that Jesus was crucified. The Bible says as his body was taken away, he was taken off the execution stake. Um, the, some people uh, took the body, wrapped it up. And the Bible says that the women from Galilee followed and saw the tomb where his body was placed. In other words, they saw their leader dead, devastated. They're in, they're in the dark and The Bible says that they had followed this leader and now they saw the tomb where his body was placed. And then they went home and prepared spices, ointments to anoint his body. And the Bible says, but, but by, by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun. It had begun there on that uh, Friday evening. So they rested as required by the law. In other words, they didn't go to the place to put the spices on his body. Now, in this culture, they would mix up spices in order to put it on a dead body so the body wouldn't, wouldn't stink, it wouldn't smell. They didn't necessarily embalm bodies in that particular day and age, and they, they put this ointment on it to keep, the, to keep the smell down. And as we read that particular passage, I, I just want us to grab hold of these ladies weren't going to the tomb to find a risen Jesus. In other words, they weren't expecting to see what they saw. What they were expecting to see was a dead Jesus in such a way that they saw him crucified on a cross. They had followed this Jesus and they saw him placed in a grave and they knew without a shadow of a doubt their leader was dead. He was he was dead. To the point of being that they went home, prepared ointments to put on his dead body, and, 
And then the Bible indicates next, they begin to travel in the dark to the grave. And when they get to the grave, it was a, a different story. And what this really, really indicates to us is just because we see something happen doesn't mean that that's the end of the story. No matter how factual it is. Fact. He is dead. Crucified. Cruelly executed on a cross. Fact. They saw it. And you know, what I don't know about you is what you saw happen in your life. But maybe what you saw in your life, you know, you you kind of came to a place where where what you saw devastated what you thought. For instance, maybe you thought that you had a leader. Maybe you thought you had a job. Maybe you thought that you, you had a special someone. And fact is, that special one, someone that you married or said I do to, said I don't and walked out on you. And fact is, they left you. And maybe that left you in the dark. Maybe that left you devastated. But what I want to declare to you today, just because something has happened, don't mean you have to bury your future based on what the facts is of of what has happened. And can I tell you, there's a lot of people buried the future on sometimes a whole entire gender of people because of what one person has done to them. In other words, the fact is, is they said, I do. And maybe a woman or a man walked out on them and said, I don't. And I no longer want to be married to you. And the assumption is, is, is all men or all women are the way that one person was. And there'll never be a marriage for me. There'll never be a special some, someone for me. I can't trust anybody. And so, you know what? You got devastated and you were stuck in the dark. And I'm here to declare to you today, the resurrection of Jesus has the power to liberate you from being in the dark. So many people have given up on their dream, have have given up on something because of something that has come into their life, cause cause destruction, cause devastation, cause all of these things. Remember, these ladies saw it firsthand and they had followed this Jesus. The Bible indicates they saw him put in a, a, dray, a grave. And what I want to declare to you this Easter is no matter what you see, you need to pay more attention to what God has said. And what I mean by that is what you see doesn't always determine who God is. There's somebody here that has given up on God because they saw something in a local church and maybe you're back for the first time. And you know, you have an opinion about God because of what you saw. I'm not denying what you saw. And, and, and because maybe somebody treated you some way in a church or something else and you made an opinion about God based on what you saw. And again, what you saw probably wasn't the right thing to see because the church is a people and they are to reflect the image of God. But, but you need to grab hold of this today. That the church is full of 
something called people. As a matter of fact, that's what the church is, is people. And if you made your decision about God based on a people you saw, the church is made up of fallible people, jacked up people. And what amazes me about that is some people will say, well, I'm never going to go to church because I don't believe in God because of the way a people responded to me. But also what amazes me about that is people respond that same way in Walmart. And they still go back to Walmart. Because people are people. And people are messed up. And though we are to be changed into the image of God, it is a process. And whenever you get a bunch of people together, you know, what happens is, is things happen and what you see may, may cause you uh, to, to deny something. But again, if we can ever get over what we see and trust what God has said, it could change everything. And so these ladies, the Bible says they saw him put in a grave. And then they began to make their way to, to the tomb. And I want to show it to you. The Bible says in John 20, in John's account, he says early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark. Everybody say dark. dark. Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. The Bible says she ran and she found Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one who, whom Jesus loved. And she said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. So here, Mary Magdalene runs away from the tomb when she discovers the body of Jesus is, is not there. And you know what? She still doesn't believe that he's alive. She still doesn't believe in the resurrection. She didn't go to the tomb believing that Jesus was alive. She didn't go to the tomb expecting to see what she saw because she had seen her leader devastated and destroyed and her dream dead because her and the women from Galilee, they had met Jesus and they thought that he was the liberator and he was the one that was going to liberate the Jewish people from the Roman rule and you know what, they would live happily ever after. However, her leader is dead. Their leader is dead. And though his body is not there, they make an assumption that somebody came and got the body from the tomb. So here, she still doesn't believe in the resurrection. She really doesn't understand the resurrection of Jesus and the power of the resurrection. And so uh, what I want to declare to you today, just because things don't always end in the way that you think they should end, then, then the truth of the matter is that doesn't have to be the way that they are going to be. They don't always end the way they may appear. The ending could be different. And again, this is what they discover when they go into the tomb. I want to read you another account because here, here's another amazing account in Mark. The Bible says Saturday evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and, and uh, Salome, 
went out and they purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early the next morning, Sunday morning, uh, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. And on the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? And, and, and so, again, they're moving in the dark. And, and I want to encourage you that just because you've had a dark moment to keep moving because it doesn't mean that things can't change. But what the Bible says here, they begin to ask a question. They were on the way to the tomb. They wasn't expecting the stone to be rolled away. They wasn't expecting a risen Jesus. We know we live 2,000 years after. He's not in the grave. He's gone. But they didn't know what was going to happen. And they began to ask the question, who will roll away the stone from the entrance? So we can put the burial spices on him and give him honor. And really, I started thinking about this a little bit. This is a bunch of women. And again, they weren't like saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to be a wonder woman and I'm going to be the one to roll the stone away. They, they were really asking the question. They had been serving Jesus, walking with Jesus, and there was a big stone over the grave. They saw it over the grave and they were wondering, well, you know what? Who in the world can, can move this rock from the grave for us to get in and anoint his body? And really made me ask the question because I think they were really asking that question too. Who's going to move the stone? They had no idea that it was going to be God, that God was working in the dark. Did you know God's working in the dark? Even in your darkest moment, God is at work. And they didn't know it was going to be God. I think they were asking the question because they were wondering where the men were. Who's going to move the stone? Can I tell you where the men were? They were hiding in the dark. The women were devastated in the dark. Their king had been destroyed. But the Bible says that the men, the closest men to Jesus, went and hid in a room. Because they were afraid of all the uproar that had been caused in this area of Jerusalem. And, and they went and tucked themselves away because they were afraid that they may be next. And, and, and can I tell you, I just want to share this with you on Easter weekend uh, whenever, whenever men feel like they are threatened, can I tell you what one of their number one retreat mechanisms is, is they go into isolation. And, and so you may wonder sometimes whenever things get dark, ladies, and things are under devastation, where is the men? I'll guarantee you they're hiding somewhere because it's dark. And you know what? Because it's dark and they don't know what to do, they just kind of retreat and they isolate themselves. That's a, a man's nature. And so the men were hiding. The women were walking. And they were devastated and they were wondering who will roll the rock away. And the Bible goes on to say this, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The Bible says the women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. And verse seven says, now go tell the disciples including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. 
The Bible says the women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered. And they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. And when I read that verse, and I read that account of Mark, one of the things that jumped off the page to me was this angel, after they discovered that Jesus was alive, he, he told them to go and tell the ladies that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee, which if you study the geography where Jesus was crucified in the area of Jerusalem was about 90 to 100 miles south of Galilee. However, before Jesus died, he had told his disciples, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to die. They didn't get it. But after my resurrection, I'll meet you in Galilee. The Bible indicates that Jesus came into a room and he spoke to the disciples. But I got got locked in on this idea of why would Jesus tell them, I'm going to go ahead to you, go ahead of you to Galilee and I'll meet you back in Galilee. And here's what I want to share with you this resurrection weekend because this could change your life. And I, I've read, I Googled it. I read every theologian's account about why Jesus said Galilee. I've read commentaries. I've, I've tried to dissect this sentence in the Greek language that it was that it was written in, and I've done all of those things. And I want to encourage you too, when you see something that jumps off the page to you in God's word, you know, go and investigate it. Look at the resources. We live in an amazing time that we can study the resource, that we can discover things and get other people's thoughts on things or whatever else. But I also want to encourage you whenever you come across something like that and God really speaks to your heart, about personal application to, to begin to seek God's wisdom on what it means and then trust it in your heart. And here's the deal. Jesus said, I'm going to meet you in Galilee, 100 miles away. Why would Jesus tell them to go back and meet him in Galilee? See, I totally believe It's because that is where it all began for these disciples. In other words, this is where Jesus recruited the disciples was in Galilee. This was home for those disciples. It is where they began the relationship to discover what, you know, what ministry and life was all about. But all of what they had discovered and the miracles they had watched and they had, they had walked three years with Jesus. You know, what they, what they saw was it all ended in death. However, he had resurrected from a grave and he took them full circle and he took them all the way back to the beginning. And here it is, what God wants to tell you in 2019 is Jesus resurrected from the grave to take you back to the beginning. And my friend, you know what? Darkness may have come into your life. 
devastation may have come into your life. But there can be a new beginning this very day if you understand the power in the resurrection. The Bible says that we have missed the mark of God's glorious standard. But as I say those particular words to humanity, what I have discovered is most people don't know what God's standard is for humanity. And and so I want to declare to you today God's standard for your life, whether you are male or female. And I want you to understand it. And I want to take you back to the beginning. Because what God wants to do is any darkness that has stole the light of life out of your soul and has destroyed the journey that God wants to do in your life and through your life. My friend, he wants to take you back to the beginning. And the Bible says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and it goes through the whole creation story. And the Bible says he created both man and woman. In his image. Both male and female. So, so God's standard is for us to be a spitting image of him here on earth as he is in heaven. The Bible says he placed them in a garden. A perfect place. Full of incredible provision. So God's standard was I'm going to create both male and female to be in my life. A spitting image of who I am in heaven. And here's what I want them to do. I want them to govern the earth. And not let the earth govern them. You want to know what God's standard is for your life? Is to not let this world take over you. But you to, to come underneath his authority and let him provide for you. And you govern the earth. And so this is God's standard. And he says, I I want them to to rule and reign here on the earth. I want them to be an exact image of me. I want them to be fruitful and multiply. And I want them to permeate my presence throughout this earth. And and so God's, God's dream for humanity, God's standard for humanity was to basically be a spitting image of him. Rule over this earth, not let the earth rule over them. And you know what? Bear his image into this earth. However, the Bible says the man and the woman missed his standard. That's what sin is. Missing the mark of God's glorious standard. Most of the time we think of sin as just bad stuff. Sin is not being who God created you to be. Sin is basically missing what God has created humanity for. And yeah, it manifests itself sometimes in bad things. But if you want to know what God's standard is, it was for you to be a spitting image of who he is here in this earth, reflecting his image and not letting the world take over you, but you govern the earth and permeate his presence throughout this earth. But can I tell you something? Darkness has plagued the human soul. And many of us have stopped in the dark because of something that has happened. But God also declared that, you know what? I won't have them being separated from me and being in darkness. I'm going to come and I'm going to be a solution to humanity's problem. And this is what the death, burial, and the resurrection is all about. It's about a new beginning. It's about a connection back to your creator so you can get on being who God has created you to be. And so, so many of us miss this. We just kind of go through life and, and we're like, oh, thank you for the resurrection. Thank you for Jesus. But, but see, he died in the place of humanity for our sin so that we could 
be reconnected to our God and have a new beginning with the very spirit and the essence of God living in us. Because of the resurrection, this is possible for each and every one of us. But, but see, what we got to grab hold of is, is sometimes, you know what, God has to take us back to the beginning so that we can, can see that we've missed and we, we're living in the dark. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18 say this. It says that this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become, has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And so Easter is a reminder and an inspiration that no matter how dim and dark it may get, would you let your faith in God prevail over what you see? See, again, what you see is factual. But what, what God has said is factual too. And here's the deal. Is do you believe what God has said? And does it prevail? Does it prevail over what you see? And I really think that these ladies, as they began to travel in the dark, they had seen a dead Jesus, but they understood that he had said that I'm going to be uh, your, your leader. And somehow, some way, they, they held on to enough hope to, that their faith began to, to move them in the dark. And my hope, to you, for, my hope for you today is that, you know what, your faith, because you got it, could, could have enough hope in the resurrected Jesus that it, that it could bring the same kind of life to you that it brought to these ladies and those disciples and you could begin to experience this good, this new beginning. But I think God has many of us here today because we've been devastated by the dark. We've been devastated by this thing called sin and life. Our own sin and then other people's sin against us. And what's interesting is Jesus came to pay a price for all of that sin. He came to give his life on a cross because of his great love for us, even in our sinful state and nature. My friend, why would you walk out of here? Another Easter and not have a new beginning with God. Why would you let the enemy still tell you that because of what has happened to you or what you have done, that it is over? I am here to declare to you today, based on the resurrection of God, the same power that resurrected Jesus from that grave, my friend, is available to you in this moment, at this place, right here, right now. But the question is, will you receive it by faith? The power in the resurrection is to show us that God has power over death, he has power over sin, and he has power over anything else that holds you back from reconnecting to him. 
But, but you have to surrender to God by faith. You have to stop going your own way and doing life as you see it and begin to submit to his authority and begin to let him coach you to greatness. We've all sinned. We've all missed the mark of God's glorious standard. But the question is, will you have the faith today in the resurrection of Jesus to come back home to let God give you new life? Let me pray for you. Could you bow your heads all over this room? Maybe you're here today and you've been devastated. Your dreams have been destroyed. And you thought you were just coming to another Easter message, but, but God, God somehow, some way got you in the seat that you're in today. And he showed up in your dark moment in, in, in your life at your chair. And he's, he's speaking to your heart right now. And he's saying, sir, ma'am, I'm talking to you. I need you to understand that though it's dark, there's the light of life on the other side of the resurrection. And he's saying, don't you want a new beginning? Don't you want to put your faith in who I am and apply the resurrection to your life right here and right now? And my friend, the way we do that is we just submit our heart to God. And no matter who you are or how far away from God you are, the truth of the matter is that God will accept you right here and right now if you'll take your, put your faith in his gift of grace. And so if you want to do that today, right in your seat, maybe you just want to talk to God and pray to your creator like this. Say, God, I've, I've missed. And I need you to make my heart whole today. I need you to make my life new today. God, I need a new beginning. I need to go back to the start where all the wheels came off. Just tell God today you're ready to make that decision personally. Say, God, I admit that I missed. And I understand today that though I missed, there's a Jesus that came to forgive me of my sin. Tell God, thank you for that gift of grace, a gift of love that he expressed on the cross. My friend, that's why God did it. So the whole world could see his amazing love. And tell God today, you're going to trust the power of the resurrection. Can I tell you why he would lifted Jesus out of that grave? It was so that you could know that the same power that lifted Jesus out of the grave is available to you. It can begin to give you life over any dark or devastated circumstance. Tell God, thank you for that. Tell God, thank you for the resurrection. And God, for all of those who prayed that prayer and came into your family, we celebrate as a church today.